Spread Those Pages podcast is not intended for individuals under the age of 18. Listener discretion is advised. She sneaks into this bar using her friend's sister's ID. And the bouncer's like, this ain't you. So Hook, you know, how they do in these dark romances. He's in this balcony area and he sees this commotion going on and he instantly has like this attraction to this girl. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you're going to let her in. And so she she gets in there. Well, the thing for me was like, she's like, oh, yeah, me. I love like nearly blacking out. Like, girl, like, you're how in- that. Yeah. How would you know that if you're. I'm Courtney. And I'm Meg. And we're the hosts of the Spread Those Pages podcast, a romance lovers podcast where we like our books, how we like our coffee. Hot. So sit back, grab your vibrator, and spread those pages. Hey, you badass bitches. Today, we are going to be talking about spicy romance books, and we're continuing on with Hooked by Emily McIntyre. And we are really excited to talk about this book with you and can't wait to give you the before where we're not going to have any spoilers, but... We will break and we will give you all the spoilers. So if you have not read this book yet, just pay attention to that. And uh, Courtney and I talked about this in previous episodes. And I know how we described in our like intro episode that we had planned to do author episodes, which we absolutely will be doing. But we ended up deciding that we wanted to read books and gush about them. So this is another segment of our show. And we're so happy to have you here. Yes, we're calling it Risky Business. Where we just randomly pick books (laughs) and we read them. It's like, hey, let's read this book together. So me and Meg have been buddy reading and it's been basically the highlight of my year so far. Oh, I love you too, Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) Like heart, heart, heart. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've like devoured romance books, which is not something that I've done in a really long time. So I've been having a lot of fun. For the audience, we were reading a couple of books and we're like, not this one, not this one, this one. And then we like would gobble up these books. Um, So it's been a lot of fun so far. And I feel like it's really interesting that like some of our taste is very, very similar, or perhaps you're just very nice and, you know, allow (laughs) me to indulge my taste in romance novels. (laughs) No, I think it is similar. Like I like high action. I like you know the spicy scenes I want the whole mystery of we need to figure out something like the yeah. whodunit element um and of course like dark romance romantic suspense like those are my jam and then add in that fantasy element and I'm just a total horror for whatever we're reading so I'm still trying to decide how I feel about dark romances because I always thought that I liked them but then we tried a, a very dark romance and I was like <laughs> ah, 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 I'm a baby I can't do this so hooked non-spoilery things that we can say about this book maybe let's start with you too oh well i guess that's a spoiler oh yeah that would be spoiler oh man this might be a little hard it's kind of like a, a a retelling of peter pan and so you've got those same types of characters but it's not like a complete retelling where they are exactly the same thing as like in the disney movie so you know we can't be like oh well this character is actually this character and this character because it will ruin so many things for y'all okay so why don't we read the summary i can read the plot summary and then we can kind of work off of there as is not too spoilery that's a great idea 
Thank you. Thank you. All right. So <laughs> hooked by Emily McIntyre. He <laughs> wants revenge, but he wants her more. Once upon a time, there was a little boy, his belly full of laughter, his life full of joy until one day something changed, stripped his innocence away, the hole inside making space for the devil to come and play. His dreams gone forever. He grew up way too fast An endless native crocodiles and watches made of glass. He grew into a villain, the taste of vengeance on his tongue, craving to make his enemies pay for the misdeeds they had done. Instead, he found a darling girl and refused to let her go. For what better way to make the man pay than to steal his little shadow? Hooked is a full-length, complete standalone in the Never After series, a collection of dark romances where the villain gets the girl. It is not a literal retelling. It is a dark contemporary romance, not a fantasy, featuring mature themes and content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. And also caveat here, Courtney and I listened to this book on audiobook. Uh, so obviously that, that last line wouldn't be there. But oh my gosh, Mina likey the grammar here. Oh, this is editing, Meg. I noticed this when I was putting the materials together uh, for the podcast while editing that there's a different book description for the audiobook versus the paperback, ebook, etc. I don't know why authors do this, and I should talk with Courtney about this on a future episode. But I'll be quickly reading the book description for the physical book, the essentially the non-audiobook description. All right, here we go. He wants revenge, but he wants her more. James has always had one agenda, destroy his enemy, Peter Michaels. When Peter's 20-year-old daughter, Wendy, shows up in James's bar, he sees his way in. Seduce the girl and use her for his revenge. It's the perfect plan, until things in James's organization begin to crumble. Suddenly, he has to find the traitor in his midst, and his plan for revenge gets murkier as James starts to see Wendy as more than just a pawn in his game. Wendy has been cloistered away most of her life by her wealthy cult father, but a spontaneous night out with friends turns into an intense and addictive love affair with the dark and brooding James. As much as she knows James is dangerous, Wendy can't seem to shake her desire for him, but as their relationship grows more heated and she learns more about the world he moves in, she finds herself unsure if she's falling for the man known as James or the monster known as Hook. All right, there you have it. So what Courtney and I are going to discuss next in the recording where we chat about the book itself, it's based on the summary of the audiobook. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Actually, they didn't clarify who he was in this whole thing, which is very, no. very interesting. But by the title, you can tell Hooked. We're talking about Hook. Interrupting your regularly scheduled podcast for a quick announcement, our very own Courtney, also known as Lyra Parrish in Author World, recently had a book published. That book is Spill the Sweet Tea, which is the second book in the Valentine, Texas series. Essentially, it is a small town Texas romance, and each book in the series is a standalone. So listen up. Here's a quick summary about this book. When the man who destroyed my heart returns to care for his family's business, I'm shaken to the core. Rumors swirl about his true intentions, but a little gossip never bothered me. However, if winning over my heart is his end game, he can hang up his spurs because I won't make the same mistake twice. Or will I? Congrats again to Courtney. We are so very happy for you. And for our listeners, if that sounds like your thing, definitely go check it out. 
I feel like it, it isn't too spoilery to say this series is where like the villain gets the girl, gets the guy. You know, it's not the two pr- very sweet, innocent protagonists come together. It's the villain and the love interest. I didn't realize that the blurb actually rhymed like a poem. Or was I imagining that? I felt like it was a poem. Yep, okay. it was a poem. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that was so poetic, Meg. Like, you totally <laughs> rocked that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So non-spoilery things. It's modern day. Mm-hmm. We know that by the blurb. Um, It's dark romance. I would say, yeah, it, it's considered dark romance because there are some themes that are on the other end of the spectrum. And there's some scenes that are like that as well. There is an age gap. The leading lady, I don't know if it'll ruin anything. I think the leading <laughs> lady is 20 and she turns 21 um, That's in the right, book. That's right, the drinking the yeah. things that they talk about in the book. That's right. Uh, she has her birthday. So she's not like super young, but I don't know if I recall how old Hook is. I want to say he's like 26. It was like mid 20. So there was an age gap. I personally don't yeah. like big age gaps, but he did okay. feel older and, than 26 to me. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking, is he 40? But that can't be right. <gasps> I would never confirm <laughs> that. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know people who are listening to this will not be able to see the face that Meg made. <laughs> but if you're watching it, you will be able to see it in real time where she's like, oh. <gasps> Ugh. No, I definitely in one of our recent episodes, I definitely went on my pedestal and I went off about like mental health and like not being taken advantage of by usually women being taken advantage of by older men. So go watch, listen to that episode. And speaking of not being able to see me and my fun reactions, for those who are listening to the podcast on Spotify, you know, Apple, wherever. We also do have a YouTube channel podcast thingy um, where you can watch us if you're so inclined to do so. Yeah, and we're gorgeous. So, like, you could <laughs> totally be watching us too. I'm just saying. Courtney's hair is epic in this episode. So, if for no other reason, <laughs> go on YouTube to see Courtney's hair. <laughs> I am having a great hair day. I have to admit it. Um, Texas, no humidity. It does that. Um, so, continuing on with Hooked. Ah. I'm trying to think of what else we can say that's non-spoilery. I like the pacing. I can say that. I thought the pacing was good. Um, There are twists and turns in the book. Some of them I didn't really expect. Others I was like, I I figured that one out a while ago. (laughs) Um, But for the most part, it was a very interesting read. I enjoyed it. There wasn't a point in the story or the audio book where I was like, man, I need to listen to this in like two and a half speed because... You know, they're either reading too slow or like I'm just trying to rush through it. Like I really enjoyed listening to the narrator narrate the story. And it's told in dual point of view. Um, So you actually get a male uh, narrator as well. And his accent is like, oh, my God. (laughs) So hot. (laughs) It was great. The narration was really good. I would recommend it. Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot that Hook's character was supposed to have an accent and stuff in like in the story and stuff. So I agree. Narrators were fantastic. I enjoyed the pace of the book. 
I, I had issues with the characters, which we'll go into later. So I, I didn't so much like the characters, but I enjoyed like the elements of the book and how quickly things moved. I wasn't ever bored. There were instances where I was like, Mina likey, um, but I was never like, I want to <laughs> stop reading. So, and they featured, I would say a plethora of the characters from the original fairy tale. You know, there was Peter. I'm not going to say who is who, but you know, there was Peter, there was Wendy, there was Hook, John, Smee. Smee. Yeah. And I think that was it, right? Because Michael wasn't in it. Tinkerbell. Shoot. Who's who's Tinkerbell? You have to tell me when we do the spoiler section. I am blanking. <laughs> it was Tinkerbell. You, you'll, know, you'll know. Once we get to the spoiler section, I'll tell you. You'll be like, <laughs> I forgot about that. You know what? But That thing. Anyway. Okay. Excellent. Do you have anything else to say that's non-spoilery? I think I'm good. Really. I think I'm yeah. ready to jump into the... The spoiler part. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, listeners, if you haven't read the book and you don't want it to be spoiled, go away and then come back at this spot once you're done reading it. And then we can talk about it. So all the spoilers. Okay. So I think that you should probably tell them who the characters actually yeah. are. So then we can use them by their names. Absolutely. I am opening my notes because that's what I do. On the cover, it says Hooked. So Hook is uh, the leading man, and his name is James. Wendy keeps her name, for, um, and Wendy is the daughter of Peter. His full name is Peter Michaels. Oh, so maybe that's where Michael comes in. His last name is Michaels. And then Wendy's brother is John. Smee is Hook's cook on his boat it sounds like he does other things but it like cleans up around hook's boat and hook lives in his boat which we'll get into later but he lives on the boat and then smelik takes care of it okay tell me who who's tinkerbell i'm forgetting is her name tanya it's the assistant to peter oh yeah <laughs> oh i didn't put that together okay yeah. I, I didn't like her i didn't like yeah her i think much. they called her Tink at some point, like he used the nickname Tink. Tina. 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 That's it. Tina. Yeah. And he used the nickname Tink. And I was like, oh, that's supposed to be his little Tinkerbell minion. Oh, I get it now. I get it. Oh, one other character that's not from the original story is Rue, who is Hook's father. And he's going to be a big deal and come into stuff later. Okay. So do we want to talk about plot first and then go over like character and stuff? Sure. Like what we enjoyed about this story. It's a very authorly way of describing a book. Okay. So Wendy is moved to a new area. Her father's MIA. Um, she Like he's super wealthy, owns airplanes or something like that. And so she and her brother were shipped off to a new town. John is a recluse, doesn't really like going to, I think he's in high school, doesn't really like going to school very much. I think the kids pick on him. Wendy is out of high school. I don't think she went to college, but she's working at a local coffee shop. She meets local friends that she doesn't like very much, but she's hanging out with them anyways. <laughs> and they go to a bar. Hook sees them. I don't know how he determines that Wendy is Peter's daughter, but Hook is like the arch nemesis of Peter. Not actually the arch nemesis. He hates Peter because Peter did something to him when he was a kiddo. Um, but I don't think Peter really knows who Hook is. Is that right, Courtney? Yeah, that's right. He like So Hook is seeking revenge against Peter in yeah. any possible way that he can get it. And the bar's name that Hook, he doesn't actually own it. His 
daddy, his fake daddy, his faux daddy, Rue, owns it. It's called the Jolly Rogers, which is like, you know, that's the the boat, the ship that Hook in the fairy tale. That's what it was called. So I thought that was very creative. She sneaks into this bar using her friend's sister's ID. And the bouncer's like, this ain't you, Hook. You know how they do in these dark romances. He's in this balcony area, I guess. I don't know, really. But he's in this area and he sees this commotion going on. And he instantly has like this attraction to this girl which happens to be Peter's daughter. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you're going to let her in. And so she she gets in there. Also, her friend is like, has a thing for Hook. And so, of course, like Hook walks over to the table all manly. And he's like, you know, being flirty. And the friend gets pissed because she's getting all the attention. And then Wendy is very protective of her brother. She is like, basically his mother figure and right now her brother is homeschooled wendy is okay with that but then her father's like no he's going to this horrible academy where they're gonna like make him tough i don't know i don't know what the whole point was um but anyway after this bar scene or whatever he figures out that wendy is peter michael's daughter and so that's how i'm going oh well I'm going to get back at Peter, so I'm going to get his daughter, and I'm going to use her, and I'm going to use Wendy to get to Peter, and then I'm going to seek my revenge. But, of course, as in romance books, like, he starts to like her. And then they kind of do some dating and stuff back and forth. Hook at some point meets Wendy's brother. They really kick it off. Um, Wendy goes to Hook's ship and is getting all wooed, and, you know, they bang. So what did you think of the sex scenes? So with the sex scenes, I don't really remember if I was like, yay, these are amazing or boo, they're not. I remember that she liked being almost choked to death before he like came or something. And she was like, choke me. But I, I don't really recall. Like, I don't think that I had an issue with them. Yeah, I'm looking at my notes. I remember having a gripe with like the... Are you going to come inside of me? Wendy was asking that to Hook. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, um, excuse me. That <laughs> is your choice. Why are you asking him? Which is a really weird note to write down. But it, they gave us more than um, the Hades and Persephone book that yes. we just read. It was a middle ground. So it wasn't like super, super graphic or very long. It was, I felt like it was a, a perfect amount. Maybe it could have had more detail. But like, I didn't have any issues where I felt like I wanted just more like I need more of this like I've I felt satisfied with them so and I think I liked where they happened like it didn't feel like they took too long so I remember by the time they did it which I think was the first time was in Hook's boat I was like yes yeah this is the right time to do it friends (laughs) yeah so he brought her on this like magical date I feel like this date was on his boat and like they're like having this a dinner on his boat and then after dinner they just banged it out (laughs) As one does if you're having dinner on a boat. Yeah. But then like after the they banged, he was like, you're mine now or something. I remember that because then it was like, oh, we're dating now. Like you're going to you're my you're my girl. My driver is going to drive you home and you're going to be safe. Like you're now protected by me. Yeah, I, I don't know. OK, so here's my gripe with that. Like some of that 
how does Wendy not know that he's like the equivalent of like a mob boss? Not actually, but like he's kind of got like this like underground sort of thing going on. And I'm like, how is this not screaming red flags to you? It, it felt very problematic. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's because she's supposed to be a super naive character, which to me can be become very annoying yeah. um just because it's like why would you do that that's just it's if you have a brain cell yeah. a naive character would not do that but i just i talked it up to her being 20 and n being a virgin she's a virgin right because always yeah of course and of course hook takes that v card like Psh, this is mine girl um <laughs> she was very naive with that like even if you're like moving to a new town like i get it she's new in town she works at this coffee shop but the way that they set up this or emily set up this world was hook basically ran all the businesses right like they paid underground the, underground like the businesses paid him for protection against other bad guys and so to me like if you know that there's this underground protection and she works at a business how would she not have heard of hook so maybe she's just a casual barista and doesn't know th about that but i agree i felt like he's like you're under my protection i'm like protection from what bitch like why mm -hmm. why do i need protecting i also personally don't like the possessiveness and i think that's just me as a person so when i read that where he's like you're mine i'm like fuck off no i don't <laughs> like that unless it's consensual within sex but he was doing that to like her as a person and i understood his motivation why mm -hmm. he wants to use her to get back at her dad but for her to be like yeah cool what what yeah, but she's no. 20 and he's like super rich and owns all these clubs in town and he's sexy and has this hot accent. <laughs> like, you can own me any day, boy. Like, come on. Maybe that's where <laughs> I guess we as humans differ. I'm hearing that. I'm like, no. <laughs> but it's make-believe. I'm like, yeah. it's make-believe. I can suspend belief for that. You can own her. But you might not want to because she's super naive and she seems like she's going to get herself killed. So we also got to talk about that virgin trope. Cannot stand the virgin trope with the exception of when there's that gender reversal thing. And I feel like the last two books we've read, which is this one, Hooked, and the one we're presently reading. We're not giving you a spoiler, guys. You'll hear about it soon. Both have a virgin trope. Well, the thing for me was like... She's like, oh, yeah, choke me. I love, like, nearly blacking out. Like, girl, like, you're a virgin. How would virgin. you know that? Yeah, how would you know that if you're a virgin? I was like, I get it. Like, you can be a virgin and still do a million other things as well. But, girl, that's that's kind of, like, a next level. That was a next level for yeah. me. I was like, whoa, I'm not really right a virgin who's like, choke me. Yes. And so maybe that was part of the reason why I had an issue with it, where she, I felt like she had some advanced preferences yeah. that I'm like, yeah. how, how did you discover that? Also, like, I don't know how you can successfully do that to yourself. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like you, your body would be like, knock it off. Will you stop it? I need to breathe. Yeah, um, exactly. There's this really funny thing that I want to tell you about. Okay. So we were doing van life because me and my husband built out a van a couple summers ago and we took just this mini weekend road trip and I wanted to finish this book because I wasn't completely through with it or whatever. And so I'm... <laughs> I'm on my laptop and like I'm doing work and I'm listening to it and Will's in the van and it's like a, a small space. <gasps> like he's like watching me. He's trying to like be on his phone. There's this part in the book where this guy disrespects Wendy in the bar. 
Okay, and so Hook takes him down to the basement and beats the fuck out of him and yeah. kills him. He, like, kills him, right? And then, <laughs> listen, my husband is listening to this audio <laughs> as this is going on. He kills him. He's got a raging heart on, okay? Like, after it, he's got a raging heart <gasps> on. And he's, like, he, like, takes a shower because he's got blood all over him. And, like, he's, like, looking in the mirror and he's, like, just hard as a rock. And Will looks at me and he's like, wait, so that that happens? I said, it's dark romance. When they kill, <laughs> they immediately get hard. Okay. That's just how it works. So it was very, it was very, very funny, you know, because <laughs> he just murdered this dude. It was very graphic. And he's like, just hard, hard as a rock. I like, I can't, it's so funny to think about, like, yeah, like from a, a person's perspective who does not usually read or consume or is around romance being like, what the fuck is this? Exactly. He's like, what? That Does that happen when you go and murder someone? You just get a fucking rager, you know? And I was like, just suspend belief. It's dark romance. <laughs> There's blood, hard on. Killing, hard on. Choking, hard on. All the bad things. You're getting hard. In the book that we're currently <laughs> reading, like the like when they go at it and like the guys come and they're like, oh, we're back up again because magic. Um, and yeah, so it's the constant hard on with it. You, you turn it on and off the switch as you want to. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. The current book we're reading. I can't wait until we record that podcast. <laughs> it's so good. It it's is so, so good. We are so off topic. We really are. All right. Bring it in. Bring it in. Okay. So Hook <laughs> murders someone. And then at some point, Hook thinks that Wendy is the woman. Okay. Okay. So Hook's daddy, who's like the found family daddy, Rue, gets murdered. And he thinks Rue went to meet with Peter, but actually he and the crew met with a woman. And then Hook is like, the woman is Wendy. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I felt like there was there was a very big gap in logic there. I was like, why did you assume it was Wendy? Like, it could have been anyone. So I think I had a, a gripe with that. But then after that, he went on, like, a tirade and then kidnapped Wendy and locked her up. But did you want to say anything, though, before I get too far ahead? Yes. So I think that he believed it was Wendy because he had to be somewhere and she took his attention away. It oh, was taking John to school. Yeah. And so it was very important for him to be with her. And like he felt like he had to be with her because she needed him. And so he was like, well, if I wouldn't have went with Wendy to do this thing, then I would have been there for Rue. And then he wouldn't have gotten murdered. So, you know, it's Wendy's fault. She was in on this just so Rue could get murdered. Like she knows about everything and she's totally helping her dad or whatever. That does ring a bell. I, but I, I forget who it was. Like he got someone and tortured them, and was like, "Who was there with Rue that night?" And he and they were like, "A woman." I just felt like him jumping to the conclusion that that woman was Wendy was a little bit much for me. Yeah, it was stretched. You really had to be like, "Okay, I can see where he he can get that," but like maybe it's just emotionally charged. Yeah. I don't know. So then let's see. Rue is a goner. Hook is going nuts and and really should go to therapy. He's not handling it well. No. Um, kidnaps Wendy, puts her like in a basement or something, like has her all 
She's like in a room. Tied up. Yeah. She's like in a room and it's completely dark and she's like suspended. Like she's just there, like just waiting for him to let her free. I didn't feel that the conclusion that Wendy was the guilty party was all that sound, but I also then hit the stretch to have that reaction for the person that he was falling for before. And then she forgives him later. I I, I had issues with that. I don't know. But here, maybe you go first before I, I go too I go too far. So when I was listening to it, I was like, wait, but is Hook right? Is James right? Like, is she in on this? And maybe there was something oh. like she's acting naive on purpose. And she's really just kind of like an anti-hero female badass character. And she's trying to take down all of her dad's enemies. Like I was, I was going with it. I was like, oh man, if she's actually the bad guy, this is going to be so badass because then you'll have two villains going after it. But it ended up not being it. And so I was like, oh, well, that's kind of fucked up. Actually, I was on it. I was like, you know what? Maybe he's right. Maybe, maybe it is her. Maybe there's some things that he figured out or like some little things. And like, maybe it could be, it could be her. It was either for me, it was like, you know, because they he talked to several different people like, oh, it's a woman like there's a woman she's going and making these deals. So I was like, is it? Nah, I don't know. Is it an unreliable narrator situation? But it wasn't. I think my default brain setting is that it's a mostly reliable narrator for maybe I haven't read enough unreliable narrator books and that I or maybe I'm such a literal thinker that I just can't <laughs> I can't and so I read it and I'm like she's innocent of course but you know now that you said that that would have been cool if Wendy was yeah. in on it and then two big baddies go after the other big baddie that would have been fun yeah I yeah I was like man and they've already like had sex and like she's gonna try to take him down but like she has these emotions for him now and like he has these emotions for her so then they're gonna hate fuck and like my brain created this whole scenario but it just it didn't it didn't play out she really was innocent so yeah so he did torture her for like days and then he was like oh and by the way bitch you're gonna get you're gonna wear a nice dress and you're gonna join me at this party where your daddy and Tinkerbell Tina is going to be there. And she's like, okay, I'll go with you. And he's like, oh, you're not going to fight about it. She's like, I don't have a choice. I'm just going to, I'm going to go with you. And I was like, no pushback. He just literally like suspended you in the air in the dark and was just going to leave you there. And she's like, okay, I'll go. I don't have a choice. What? I would have been like, no, I'm not going. You're going to force me. You're going to choke me in the way that I like. Okay. (laughs) So... I was surprised when she went along with it. I think she hated her dad so much that she was like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll pick hook if I have to pick of these two bad options. Yeah. So yeah, I was surprised. And then at that dinner, she and her dad were going at it in front of hook. And it, had I been her, I would have been like, dad, although I hate you save me. <laughs> and, and she didn't do that. She was like mm-hmm. arguing with her dad about not being there for her. He didn't notice that she'd been missing for days. Yeah. Which was uh, equally fucked up. Yes. Do you not text in and like just say, hey, daughter, how are you? I know I promised I'd live with you and I'm not, but here I am at least checking in on you, you know? And it was like her birthday. Oh, like, yeah. Her, her birthday and nobody told her happy birthday. Like, hook slash james was pissed or whatever busy and so he didn't text her like 
And then like her dad didn't text her. And I'm like, this kind of sucks. Like nobody's going to tell you happy birthday. Like not even your dad. And then you get kidnapped and then he doesn't even give a shit that you're gone. Like, yeah, he needs to die. I will be happy when he dies. Yeah. Did not like Peter in this particular retelling. So author, great job. Peter was a dick. (laughs) Um, And then I think Tina, like it came out during that dinner that Tina and Peter were like fucking around. And that was part of the reason why that he wasn't there for Wendy or going to live in this house that he promised to live in with Wendy and John and like be there for them or whatever. So at that dinner, like Wendy is having this like verbal, you know, spat with her dad and Hook's like, wait a second, if she was on her dad's side, why would she be arguing with him? And so then there's kind of like that that, that little spark of a oopsies a realization of what he'd done. And then I think Wendy's like, I still pick Hook, even though he like tortured me and locked me up in a dark room. But he promised me I could stay in his room, but locked up in his room. So that's that's fine. Yeah, well, it, she has daddy issues and like her dad doesn't give her any attention. So now it's like, oh, well, this big bad is going to torture me. So at least he's giving me attention. We're going with it. <laughs> When you put it that way, she did like kind of skedaddle off to the side for a bit to talk with her dad. And again, wasn't like, hey, I've been kidnapped, which I was like, hmm. Then she goes back with Hook, stays with Hook for a bit on the boat. Smee is there. She asks, can I go sit out on the sun deck or something? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. She goes and sits on the sun deck, Hook comes back and goes, how dare you leave the, your room or the premises or wherever the hell she was supposed to be? Well, she she was supposed to stay on the boat. And this virgin, naive woman, well, she's no longer a virgin at this point, but she wanders <laughs> off the boat and goes down this like, like boat ramp and then she's like on this other dock. part so she's like complete yeah she's completely on the dock and she's just sitting there like la 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 and hook shows up and i don't know if he like, if he like grabs her by her arm really hard and like jerks her into the boat but he was level 10 pissed like she was trying to escape when she was literally just sitting there yeah sunning i feel like if you're if you're trying to escape, you ain't stopping on the dock to catch some rays. You are getting off the dock <laughs> and as far away as you can. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. That that was a little silly. He was like, oh, well, how did you get out of the room? And she was like, oh, the door was unlocked. And he's like, no, it wasn't. I locked it before I left. And she's like, no, it was unlocked. I just opened the door and walked out. And so in his mind, he's like, now what's going on? How did that door get unlocked? But he never suspected Smee, which I found really surprising. Because who the fuck else is unlocking that door? <laughs> I instantly did. I was like, oh, this guy, he's hes no good. He's going to turn. I knew it. I knew it right at that point. I was like, he's turning. Okay, now that's so interesting. I did not suspect that What, like, at, in that moment. I was like, oh, Smee is just really nice. And he doesn't know that Hook <laughs> is a bad guy. And therefore, probably saw the door and was like, oh, no, it's locked. She'll be stuck in there. Allow me to unlock it. I was an idiot. and was like, oh, Smee is just a goodie. No, the moment he had that pocket watch, Smee, the moment he showed that pocket watch, I was like, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He unlocked the door. He's got the watch. He's been working for Hook forever. He knows that he doesn't like clocks. And then he has a pocket watch. Come on. Like, you don't do that. You don't do that to your boss unless you hate them. Do you want to talk about, like, the whole clock trope? Not trope thing, but, like, you know, the the parallel between, like, the, the retelling. Oh, sure. So Hook 
tweaks out every time he hears a clock and he's like, what is that noise? I can't I can't deal with that. But I guess I missed why it was so important to him. I think it was because so we probably should mention this. Some of Hook's backstory was he I think Peter killed his parents or, or did something that eventually led to them dying. And then he hook lived with his uncle or something like that and then his uncle had a pocket watch so every time i think he physically and or verbally abused hook he heard that ticking I think. okay i missed that completely i missed that the way that his parents died was his dad was also like a businessman and was like partners with peter michaels uh. and peter michaels wife wendy's mother screwed the business partner which was hook's dad right and so they are they meet and then they get on one of peter michael's planes which is sabotaged and it goes down and everyone dies in the plane crash except for james slash hook and then that's why he goes and moves in with his uncle between the he doesn't two have of us we remember the whole book Sorry, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> I know it started coming back to me. I was like, wait, wait a second. But then we started talking. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember what happened. <laughs> so we started suspecting Sami at that point, or uh, uh, we as in just Courtney, because I missed it. And then <laughs> at what point does Hook and Wendy, I think that, you know, that they they reconcile? Because I feel like they reconcile and then there's like the face off, right? Yeah. So I feel like it's. After she tells him, I'm not trying to escape you, like when he when she's sunbathing or whatever, it's that same scene where she's like, oh, the door wasn't locked. If I wanted to leave, I'd let you leave. And then at that point, he's like, you know what? I know that you weren't responsible for any of this. If you want to leave, you're free to go. Like, I'm not going to keep you captive anymore. Like, I know that you're not in on this so you can come and go as you please and so that's the point where he's like you have free reign and so she's like oh, okay perfect so let's talk then about the big reveal at the end how Smee's the bad guy and um oh, yeah was working with peter and Smee is actually like related to hook wait a cousin i think a cousin technically yeah so it gets a little muddied for me because i feel like some of it it was kind of like it went really fast for me. So like I didn't have time to really process everything that was going on because it seemed like a lot was being revealed at once. At okay. I wrote it down. Shall I? Because a lot happened. Yes. I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Wendy is kidnapped. I think Smee kidnaps her in conjunction with Peter because at that point, Peter wants to get Hook. Peter and Hook are now in a full face-off. Smee convinces Moira, who is Hook's lover person that he was fucking around with to take the edge off before he fell in love with Wendy. Smee convinces Moira and Hook's crew that he would be a better boss than Hook. Hook goes to rescue Wendy. Peter is there. So they're, you know, he's working together. Smee, and I'm reading off my nose, guys. Sorry if this sounds very <clears throat> truncated. Smee reveals that he is Hook's cousin. Hook killed his father. So when Hook killed his uncle with the clock and all of that, that was actually Smee's father. I don't really understand how Smee wasn't around and Hook didn't know about it. I kind of forget. But anyways, Smee stabs Hook. And before Smee can hurt Wendy, Peter kills him. And then as Peter goes to kill Hook, Wendy kills Tina, breaks away. Uh, or no, Wendy breaks away, kills Tina, something like that, and then shoots her father. 
It was a lot that happened. I was like, what did the fuck yeah. what just happened? Yeah, and the whole reveal of um Wendy's brother was also James slash Hook's half brother as well, like was revealed during that big scene too. So I was like, oh wait, so that's James's brother and also Wendy's brother at the same time. And then that's why Peter killed his parents. Okay. And you find out that he, Peter killed her mother too. There was one scene that like before this, before this, like there was the acorn scene where she talks about how she would always find these acorns in her room. And it was like, I thought that was super cute. I love that. I forget if that was a thing in like the Disney version, but in one of the live action remakes with um, Peter Pan, the acorn is like part of the the story. So I I really liked that inclusion of the, the, in the retelling. Yeah, it was very cute. I didn't want to forget to mention that. But anyway, back to the big reveal. (laughs) Um, It was, it was very, very fast. Like I missed some of it. Like I had, I had to like, I listened to like one and a half speed. And so I had to go back and kind of like listen to it at 1% or 1.2 because it was just so much going on at once. I agree. I think the reveal happened too fast, but the, the things that were revealed were interesting. I yeah, would have found it, it was, more interesting or digested it. I think if it was just a teeny bit slower. <laughs> yeah. It was like, whoa, wait, whoa, he's this guy. Okay. Well, he's dead now. And then wait, she's. The one Tina has been doing this shit the whole time, which I kind of figured anyway, after she, we figured out Wendy wasn't involved. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So Tina's now dead. And now Peter's here. Wasn't Tina high or drunk? Like she tried their drugs or something? I remember being like, wait, what? (laughs) Yes. I forgot about that. I found that very odd. No, I found that interesting. She's like, I'm (laughs) wasted. Now I'm going to kill you. Yeah, that felt like an extreme reaction. Like, you know, even if, you know, Wendy doesn't get along with Tina, like the dad's girlfriend, I don't know. I felt like that animosity was, it hadn't been built up for me in my reader brain. After that, they live happily ever after. They, (laughs) it's like this epilogue and it's her and her brother, well, their brother and uh, Hook and they just have their own little family and- I think her brother goes into the airplane to be- become an engineer to work on planes or something. And I'm like, okay, keep it in the family, I guess. I hope everyone's going to therapy to process all of that, <laughs> those daddy issues. <laughs> and did she say she went to the funeral and they like covered up like the death of her father so then she could still keep all the money and the business and all of that and like blamed it on someone else? I remember there was something like that too. Oh, I'm blanking. That, that's funny. <laughs> we got to explain it away, right? Like how else? <laughs> and then that's it. The end. Happily ever after. And this is part of a series according to the, you know, the summary that I read before. What did you think of this book and where would it fall on a, you know, how would you rate it? You could do the star system or you can do my system. Um, curious what you, what you think. I would say that for me, I would say that it's a solid four star just because of like it hit all the little things that I would expect in a book that was kind of been pitched on TikTok like this. So I felt like it was a four star. I think there were some places where I would have liked a little bit more, or liked it slowed down, but hey. 
as authors say, if you don't like it, write your own book. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. I would recommend it to people. I like the narration. I like the audio book. It was I, I really liked the narrators that she had. Um, and I think it's an interconnected or maybe it's not interconnected. I think it's just a standalone series. So each one of the books is a different not fairy tale retelling, but like in the fairy tale like you have the same characters and stuff. So would I continue it? Yeah, I would continue it. I think that it's just going to get better throughout. I would say four stars. I forget my official rating system. I have to go back to previous episodes. But for this one, it is not for me. Um, enjoyed it. Uh, the next one would be enjoyed it and would recommend it and probably read on. After that is loved it slash obsessed with it. And so I guess it's kind of like a four-star rating system. But for me, I enjoyed it. Would I like like enjoy it, recommend it, read on? I don't think so, but I had a good time with it. Like I enjoyed the retelling. Um, I thought the the character, like the way that, you know, like Peter wasn't the love interest, that the hook was a love interest. I thought that was a lot of fun. So that's kind of where I fall for this one. I love it. I'm glad that uh, we we went ahead and did it. You know, the cover was what grabbed me and plus everyone talking about it. So now I can be like, I've read that too. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Yeah, the cover for those who are on the, the listening podcast, the audio, it's got like a clock sort of a thing on the front at the very tippy top and blood. And yeah, it, it's a cool cover. Yeah, it's very awesome. Well, everyone, once again, thank you for tuning into this episode where we talk about Hooked. We'll see you guys again soon. Yeah, thanks for listening and we'll see you later. Thanks so much for joining us today, romance lovers. Don't forget that you are the main character of your story. So go out there and spread some pages, live your happily ever after, and keep it spicy. See you all next time.